0: Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We were talking to Dr. Dan Dumas. Uh, He was with us yesterday talking about his book, Live Smart. As we said yesterday, it is a book that seeks to impart wisdom to teenagers and and 14 principles specifically that are taken from the book of Proverbs. And so the question today is, what's some wisdom you have for youth workers uh, who are spending time passing the faith on to the next generation? Maybe one, two, three things, if more uh, come to mind, uh, that you would encourage youth workers to do as they pass the faith on uh, to these teenagers
1: yeah that's a fantastic question, John. I think um, we're all tempted at times as teachers and leaders to uh, put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Mm-hmm. And I understand uh, what people mean by that. But I think it's especially true when working with young people that we feel like we need to uh, you know keep the expectations low. And I think that's a that's an error. Mm-hmm. I, I think you ought to have high expectations. You ought to set the bar, uh, bar high um, and let people arise to the occasion. Let teenagers arise to the occasion. I think sometimes we we think they can't do it. It's too tough. It'll overwhelm them. And we lower the expectations. And then we wonder why, you know, they don't arise to the occasion or they're kind of just dullard in their approach uh, to the scripture. So, um I think it's dangerous to 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 always put the cookies on the bottom shelf. I think um, you want to keep the bar nice and high, and everybody arises to the bar that is set in the scriptures, not a bar that's beyond the scriptures, mm-hmm. of course, but a bar that's truly, um, you know, truly in the scriptures. For example, First Peter one says, "Be holy, for I'm holy." Now, that's a pretty high bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, that mm-hmm. is the expectation on our teenagers that they would live a godly and holy life. So that's that's one. Um, that I would think, um, you know, I would encourage uh, teenagers and youth workers in particular to do. Second, I mean, I would take them deep. Um, I think the temptation is to go wide Mm -hmm. and not deep. And the danger will be that, you know, you will be, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep as a a student ministry and as a youth ministry. And I just think depth trumps breadth Mm -hmm. every single day. Depth you know, eats bread for lunch, mm-hmm. and I think um, we we just we just don't think why. You know, we don't think deep with our kids, and we think, wow, they can't handle it. They're distracted, technology, blah blah blah. I mean, I just think, no, go deep with them. Mm-hmm. Talk about the great doctrines of Christ, and uh, talk about the doctrines of grace and the the you know the nature of God and and who God is, and take them to Psalm one thirty nine and develop the incommunicable attributes of God that are only true of Him and that can't be replicated in His creation. And just go deep with them and enrich them like you would want to be enriched. Um, so now on the flip side of that, I would also just say that, you know, be careful that you don't have fun. You know, I, I don't want to be the the ogre, or the Killjoy kind of guy. I mean I have a blast, right? So remember our mantra in our camp is you know, play hard, preach hard. So I want you to have a blast, and I think you can have both, and they're not, you know, exclusive. I think you can have a blast, you know, walking in the Spirit and be deep, you know, um, in in your Christian walk. I, yeah. I don't think they're exclusive. So I think sometimes when we think of deep, we think of pensive and, you know,
0: Serious stellar. all the time. And
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just kind of like uh, – just you know angry you know i think the faith is is happy and full of joy i mean you got the book of philippians talking about rejoice you know evermore all the time you know and so i just would you know those are the three things for me go deep have high expectations and have a blast i mean have fun with your kids and i think what you'll have is students wanting to be around you wanting to imitate you uh wanting to follow your example you'll be accessible they'll feel like they can talk to you and you want them to talk to you right yeah, I'm, I'm, one of the worst things that i ever experienced in ministry is when people said i didn't uh, you know people told me at, on an occasion that i didn't feel like you were approachable that as a pastor is like a gut shot mm-hmm. that's hard to That's really hard to deal with so the relatability piece the high expectation piece and certainly, go deep with those kids. They, man, they are. They can handle it. They Absolutely.
0: can do it. Absolutely, Yeah, I, I agree, wholeheartedly. And and yeah, just think that that oftentimes youth ministry has been labeled um, just you know watered down, cokes and jokes, fun and games. Um, mm-hmm. But you're but you're right. Uh, teenagers they do have that hunger um, deep down to um, to go deeper uh, to get you know all of God's word and not just the same stories kind of repeated over and over. Um, but to, like you said, raise the bar and challenge them. I think that's some, some very good advice. Um, and so th- those are three things that you would encourage uh, youth workers to do: to challenge them, to go deep with them, and to also have fun with them to, to relate. But but what are some th- some things you would encourage them not to do? And I, I guess you could just take the flip side of those maybe. But maybe some some advice of just things not to do as a youth worker.
1: Yeah, I think assume uh,
0: assuming that all of the, the
1: the students are converted I think is a mm. as another error I don't think that's smart i I would go into meetings and to teaching assuming that there's possibly a large percentage that haven't been converted yet and so I don't ever want to make the assumption that everybody I'm speaking to and leading are believers you know and sometimes we're asking them to act like believers when they don't have the spirit residing in them and that's you know impossible right yeah. so I I, I, especially with young people, not knowing their background, not knowing how they were raised, not knowing if they're coming from a decisionistic background, you know, where they've made multiple, multiple, multiple decisions or multiple, multiple, multiple baptisms. I I don't want to assume anybody's converted, because if you make that assumption, especially when you're trying to work with them and and coach them and counsel them, um, you may be asking them to do something that they are incapable of doing because they're not a believer. So that's a big, you know, big error in my mind. Absolutely. I think I think avoiding uh, certain doctrines is an error. I think we think, well, that's a hard doctrine. Like, for example, the fear of God. You know, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you want to just take that and parse that and put a, you know, parenthetical statement around the fear of God and take it out of the out of the mix, man, you are, that's bedrock, right? That's foundational mm-hmm. to, um, to to being a, a, you know, a youth pastor is un- teaching young people how to fear God. I mean, think about Proverbs. I mean, one to nine is a father sitting down with his teenage son and walking through 15 unique discourses that that boy or that daughter needs to understand and know. And for and it begins with fear of God. And what does it begin with? Fear God, honor your parents, choose your friends wisely, obey scripture immediately. And he just kind of walks through chapter one through nine eighteen of Proverbs. And the big theme there is the fear of God. I mean, mm-hmm. right out of the gate, one seven, one nine, fear of God. So I think sometimes we're tempted to stay away from the the, the, the stiffer, kind of harder doctrines. But, man, I think you're missing it if you don't put the – if you don't press into your student population a healthy fear of God, not a paralyzing one, not an immobilizing one, but a healthy, wholesome, high view of God, kind of giving them a big God complex.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, like you said, I mean that'll – ultimately help with, with the the first the first of, you know, assuming that they're converted, being cautious of that, that if you're, you know, not steering away from, from doctrines and you're talking about the fear of the Lord, um, that is bedrock, that is foundational to a sincere, true faith in the Lord. And I know something, you know, as you're saying that, I was recalling uh, William P. Farley's book, Gospel-Powered Parenting, um, and that is one of the, he highlights as one of the biggest parenting mistakes, mm. is assuming that that your child is converted, and so I think it's it is vital, like you're saying, to to apply that to youth ministry. To um, be, you know, be very evangelistic in your teaching. And uh, like you said, you could be you know heaping guilt upon students when in fact they aren't even you know believers. And so we've got to be cautious of how we're teaching and how we're addressing uh, these students who might not be truly converted.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm acutely aware of this just because my own 14 year old's not a believer. He's a He's a believing unbeliever. You know, he's growing up in a believer's home, a pastor's home, and, and he's around the truth, under the truth, on top of the truth. But it's not in him, right? It hasn't – he's not not given his life to Christ yet and to the lordship of Christ. And and so, I, I mean, I'm just – I, I would just – Man, I want my youth pastor, you know, his student pastor to to be all over him with the gospel, you know, mm-hmm. and preaching the gospel, not making assumptions, not just creating kind of moralistic messages, you know, and, you know, how to's. But really, like, this is the gospel and you're, you're in desperate need of the gospel. You just never know on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night when it's their number is being called and when their heart is fertile and ready to receive the gospel and planted, right? And so, man, I guess I'm 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 fearful of my own son's condition um, and state, and so it makes me acutely aware that, boy, we don't want to assume anything with the gospel.
0: Hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's excellent. Once again, just to remind us of that. So those are some, some good things for youth workers to keep in mind. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that?
1: No, I would just say that, you know, uh, th- those are the two two big ones, and and I think we're also tempted at times uh, to be known for what we're against rather than what we're for, Mm. and it's easy when you get into the more dense doctrines and, and they're kind of shaping and transformative, and and then you can kind of pick up their cause and you just champion all the hard things. I don't want you to be a weird youth pastor or a creepy one. You've <laughs> got to be relatable, right? So you can't this you can't be known for what you're against. You have to be known for what you're for and that's the gospel, joy, peace, hope, you know, all those kind of things. So yes, I want you to go deeper, but I don't want you to go weirder. <laughs>
0: Once again, that that is very good advice uh, that we can definitely apply to our ministry. So thanks again for that. Absolutely.